Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Uh, hello everyone. Hope you're all doing well. Um, and uh, I hope you're all uh, in a good place uh, in yourself. And if you're not in a good place in yourself, I hope uh, you awaken to uh, a reason and an enlightenment about why that is. And I hope that works. Uh, you, you can spin that to work for your, your favor. Uh, not every day is a good day. Um, good days, bad days have their uh, meaning. And uh, if we don't get attached to them, then I, I think we're okay. I think the problems happen when we get attached to good days and subconsciously demand more of that and get upset if we don't get it. And at the same time, if we attach with those bad days, um, even when good things happen, we just don't see it because we're just so attached. So uh, I hope uh, you are able to detach uh, from, uh, from what you need to detach from in order for you to see what you need to see. So today's episode is about something I saw today. I don't think saw is the right word. It, I did see it, but I felt it more than, than I was able to see it. So the, the, the theme for today is about ancestors, how we carry inside us ancestors, uh, people that we're connected to, um, that we don't see anymore and may have never seen uh, and will never see but feel somehow. So I had an experience today that made me feel uh, my ancestors and I'd like to share it with you in the hope that uh, it, uh, it opens something up for you. So I was at work and uh, some of you may know, uh, those who know me personally, I, uh, I own a martial arts and fitness academy here in Dubai and I'm very very passionate about uh, about changing people's lives or or should I say helping people realize their lives through the physicality of the martial arts and and physical movement physical culture I've always loved the word culture and how it attaches to the word physical it's a whole uh, a whole world that I uh, that I've always felt very uh, drawn and to and called upon uh, the, the weird thing about that is nobody in my family is any way remotely connected to that field as a profession. Uh, my family uh, in this modern day and time are doctors, lawyers, engineers, all very accomplished people. Um, and my inclination was always going towards the physical, which traditionally in my culture is not viewed as a, a serious job. Uh, people say, why can't you get a real job? Well, this is my real job. I, I pay rent. I, uh, I pay people's salary. I pay VAT, uh, government fees, and the list goes on. And I provide a, a valuable contribution to society in helping their body, their mind, uh, become more healthy, fit, and aligned. And in the process, save the government a tremendous amount of money in uh, hospital bills, uh, depression uh, and a number of ailments that uh, would traditionally cost a lot more to solve. So in addition to being involved in a work I, I truly, truly love, uh, it also has many uh, macro <clears throat> and micro benefits to the economy. So it's a real job. 
for me at least. So uh, today I was at my academy and uh, this uh, Emirati gentleman, a local gentleman, Arabic gentleman, <coughs> excuse me, walked in and uh, he was talking to um, our receptionist and uh, there was a bit of a language uh, issue. So I stepped in and I introduced myself as the owner and uh, I could automatically tell that he was a local, an Emirati, what we call an Emirati in our, in our society. Um, and uh, we, we uh, talked and introduced each other. He, he uh, mentioned his family name, I mentioned my family name. And uh, throughout the course, so this is a conversation between Emirati and Emirati, or local and local. And then he asked me that, uh, uh, did I, was I related to a part of my family that lived in a particular neighborhood? He mentioned the word Jafiliya. Anybody who lives in Dubai, any Emiratis out there, if you know a little bit about your history, you should know what Jafaliya is, and uh, especially with the debate, the debate with that, uh, the people of Dubai, uh, in particular. I'm talking about the the olden folk, the folk that lived here when nobody knew what Dubai was at all, the folk that lived here when nobody wanted to live here, even if they paid them to. I'm talking about that uh, that that heritage. So um, he mentioned Jafli, and I said, yeah, a part of my family live in Jafli, but I don't specifically live there. And uh, that, was, um, that was sort of tribal code. This conversation was entirely in Arabic, by the way, but that's, that's tribal code for, are you from this tribe? Are you from this group of people? And, and the answer was, yes, I was from that group of people, however way you want to call it. And then he said something so interesting, and this is the topic I'd like to share with you. In Arabic, he said, which means I like the sea. I have an interest in things related to the sea. So I used to go, as is him saying, he used to go to this neighborhood uh, that had people of my tribe. And he used to learn about how they built ships because a part of uh, the occupation in uh, our region of the Arabian Gulf, particularly the coastal regions, are all a lot of life was um, <coughs> excuse me, a lot of life was revolved around the sea. Um, so he would go to this particular family and they would teach him about how to build boats and what was good and the art and craft of boat building, wooden boat building for our region is ancient. I mean, ancient, ancient, ancient. Our people have been um, working with the sea for thousands and thousands of years. It is genuinely an ancient uh, craft. Uh, so much so that uh, Vasco da Gama, the, the famous explorer, when he arrived in our part of the, uh, the world, he was renowned to have been very impressed with what is today an Emirati, a gentleman from Ras al Khaimah, if I'm not mistaken, who was very, very brilliant at astronomy. And he used his, his work to navigate himself around the area of Far East Asia, and in so doing, added to his legacy as a, as a famous European sea explorer. So our people, to cut it short, our people knew a lot about this. No, knew a lot about the sea, and what it it, it had to entail. So um, <clears throat> the conversation went on, and and, and uh, uh, we said goodbye, and he left. But 
it was strange that when he mentioned that, I, I could feel, and this is the part that I want to share with you, I could feel my ancestors in that conversation. I could feel my grandfathers somehow appear. We were two Emirati gentlemen, two locals, two different tribes, very, very different tribes. We live in the same area and we had an exchange. He was exactly my age. He was 45, I was 45. But when we were speaking, I, I, I honestly, honestly, I could, feel, I could feel my ancestors. And I was trying to think why. And I'm going to share it with you right now. So, my ancestors are, uh, in Arabic we'd say Tawawish, uh, or in, in colloquial Khaliji Arabic, we'd say Tawawish uh, or Tawash. A Tawash is somebody who um, funds uh, sea expeditions to go for ships to go dive, uh, dive for pearls in the Arabian Gulf and bring them back. They take that pearls to a pearl merchant and the pearl merchant would sell it, basically. And this is a very, very old occupation. So my family were very, very much involved in the sea. They would fund exhibitions. They would find the captain. They may, they may own boats or they may hire boats. And it's a, in, in pearl, pearl diving, the culture of pearl diving in the Arabian Gulf is, was, was the backbone of our existence before oil came into being. <clears throat> Once upon a time, the pearling season was, uh, like I say, the backbone of our existence. We would make enough money during the pearl diving season, which was roughly about five five months of the year in the summer where the water was warm and the oysters would open up naturally a little more easier. <clears throat> so my ancestors were heavily involved with the sea, uh, particularly when it came to pearling. And this gentleman came over today and he reminded me that another section of my family or another section of my tribe were also boat builders. And uh, if you think of it, I'm, I'm amongst other things, uh, a writer, a poet, a speaker. I speak about intercultural intelligence and, and, and a number of things. And obviously I own a martial arts academy, which I absolutely love doing. None of that has to do with the sea physically. I'm nowhere near the sea. Uh, in terms of my occupation. Living in Dubai, it's coastal, so the sea is very, very, very close by. <clears throat> but it got me thinking that despite the fact that I work in a non-traditional uh, occupation, by that I'm not a doctor or lawyer or anything like that, and many people on the surface will see my occupation to be very modern. <clears throat> but today, maybe for the first time, I'm not too sure, Today, I felt my ancestors emerging from inside me. <clears throat> and and they, almost, they almost were saying, or I, or I felt that they were saying, this individual is reminding you of, of, of who we are. We are people of the sea. We either build boats that go into the sea, we harvest the sea, we know storms, we know navigations. We know the sea very, very well. Thousands of years of knowledge uh, we have, and we, we will freely give it to those who are inquisitive enough to, to ask and to learn. So when this, it got me thinking that <coughs> when people come to me, in a way, I do help them build ships to go into the sea. The ships are their, their, their bodies, their outer body, their vessel, 
and the sea is the sea of their life. And to survive the sea, you need to know how to build a good strong boat, what wood to use, what wood not to use, how to put things together so they don't they don't separate sails. Uh, there's a tremendous amount that goes into building a boat. And in a way, there's a tremendous amount that goes into reconnecting or rebuilding a healthy body and a healthy mind that is able to navigate the storms of life. And although I'm 45, um, <coughs> I've navigated my own storms. <coughs> Excuse me, guys, I'm coughing a little bit more than I'd like to. Uh, because I'm recovering from a little bit of a cold, uh, so pardon me. Um, but the storms of life are, are real, uh, and 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 also I'd like to think through my 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 poetry, my words, my, my my video offerings. I also like to believe that I also help people dive for pearls, dive for pearls in their own sea, find the pearls of their own wisdom in their own sea and take risks because pearl diving is a risky thing sometimes you'll get some sometimes you won't there may be casualties you may go into the depths of your soul and and not come back up at least not the same way so uh <clears throat> the sea is uh is, is it can be a scary place can be a beautiful place but it, it's it's within my my ancestors um and uh, for t today i felt that um, so I'm coming close to the end of this particular video time limit. So my question to you, my invitation to you is, have you ever felt your ancestors just come out of nowhere? Uh, just like I felt them today. Are you involved in a work or a way of life where your ancestors are connected to you? Um, are you living a legacy? that honors your ancestors uh, and are you ultimately are you ultimately serving your own life and those around you uh, with the help of your ancestors so um, yeah coming up to a, I, I, maybe I record another one I'm not too sure but that that's the jest of what I wanted to say to you today. I wish you and your ancestors all the best. See you soon.